It's Monday, so we'll dive into all of the big dirt racing from the weekend, including the World of Outlaws, Lucas, All-Stars, USAC, and more. Let's go. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Supposed to be a two-show weekend for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series in Ohio, but Mother Nature had other plans on Saturday night at Sharon. So with that show canceled, we only got the Friday race in at Attica. We did get a nice field, though, on Friday night. 41 cars, and that included Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Rico Abreu, Buddy Kofoid. We had a Sammy Swindell sighting, plus the Outlaws and a lot of the Ohio regulars. I picked Larson for the win, and he did not let me down on the night. Sixth in his qualifying group, third to second in his heat race, fifth to second in the dash, and then he led all 40 laps to grab his second outlaw win of the season. The other actually was at Tulare back in March. Since finishing 12th and 17th at Volusia, Larson's outlaw finishes are third, first, seventh, second, second, and first. Behind Young Money, there was plenty of other action and drama in the race. Carson Macedo is trying to dig out of that points hole from being light at the scales at the Grove and then finishing 13th at Bridgeport following that. He started fourth and ended up second after chasing Larson throughout the feature. His crew chief, Philip Dietz, just had his first child, so he was actually absent from the racetrack, leaving things up to Nate Repitz and Clyde Knipp. Macedo said afterwards that Dietz was on the phone and watching on Duravision to try and help the guys out as much as he could. Nothing a, a little technology can't help out. James McFadden rounded out the podium, which was just his third top three finish of the season. J-Mac, I think, is off a little bit from where he was last year in 2021, but hopefully three straight top tens means that that Roth 83 is now going in the right direction. As for the outlaw points battle, a brutal night for David Gravel means he's dropped back to third in the standings with Macedo finishing second and sweet fifth that night. Gravel had to make multiple trips to the work area. He had a flat tire, power steering issues, the wing wouldn't move, uh, and that all led to an 18th place finish. Definitely not what those guys needed as they try and keep pace with Sweet and Macedo out front. Behind those front three guys, Sheldon Hoddenshield remains very much in the mix after three straight top four finishes. He's only another 10 points behind Gravel, so 56 total back of sweep. Logan Schuhart rounds out the top five. He's 92 points back. The Outlaws are sticking around Ohio this week with a Saturday show at Atomic on tap. They will then head to Lawrenceburg on Monday for that fairly traditional Memorial Day stop. Over to the World of Outlaws Lay Model Series. This three-race stretch in Pennsylvania was one in which Max Blair needed to have a good weekend on his home turf to keep Dennis Herb Jr. honest in the race for the championship. And for the most part, I think he did just about what he needed to do. A win on Thursday at Bloomsburg, a ninth on Friday at Marion Center, and then a third on Saturday at Port Royal. That ninth was probably the weak point from the weekend, not what they were looking for, but still a very solid three nights. Unfortunately for Blair, though, Herb uh, was able to match his pace this weekend with a second on Thursday, a win on Friday, and a ninth on Saturday. Headed for Sharon Speedway in Ohio this coming weekend, Herb's lead is still 100 points over Blair for the championship. I know we've lost a few cars with the Outlaws uh, this season, but Dennis Herb is a different driver this year. His average finish has improved over four positions from 2021. His average time trial position and average feature start are better. He's won two races. Excuse me. He's leading laps. He's finished top 10 in nearly 80% of the races. And both his top five and top 10 efficiency numbers are 100%. So that means when he starts top five and top 10, he finishes there. 
I think he and Kruchi have had their line understand the opportunity in front of them this season, and they are taking full advantage right now. I do like Blair as a full-time outlaw driver, uh, for sure. He's definitely talented. They've got all of the equipment and resources they need. But with Herb's experience around the country, I think that 28 car will be tough to match as we head into the summer. This was Blair's home area, but Herb was ready for the fight. So the Thursday night win to Blair at Bloomsburg, which we talked about last week. Friday at Marion Center, it was all Herb out front. He started on the front row and led all 40 laps. Shane Clanton ended up second with Josh Richards going 12th to 3rd. It was Richards' third consecutive third-place finish. And Saturday night at Port Royal, we had a first-time winner in Jared Miley. He took over from Rick, uh, Rick Ecker right at halfway and then led the rest of the race for the victory. Greg Satterley and Max Blair completed the podium. A lot of Pennsylvania regulars in the mix at Port, with the top five guys all from Pennsylvania. And then six was Matt Cosner, who's actually from West Virginia, but he races up that way quite a bit. So good night for the local and regional guys. Miley was nearly an outlaw winner a few years ago at Thunder Mountain Speedway, leading 26 of 50 laps, but he had to settle for second at the end of that race when Brandon Shepard uh, got by him late. So it was a nice win for him and that team. Also wanted to point out Shane Clanton here, three races back as a full-time uh, full driver with the series and three top seven finishes. With speed like that, he should be able to keep that Skyline team in the mix for the owner's title, depending on what Blair and Herb do going forward. Out in Iowa, the Lucas Oil Lay Model Dirt Series had two stops over the weekend, Friday night at 300 Raceway and the Saturday stop uh, that was supposed to be at 34 Raceway then got moved to Sunday because of rain. Both races were dominated by the eventual winners with Tyler Erb leading all 50 laps at 300 and Tim McCready leading all 50 at 34. Erb's Friday night win was his second victory in three races and he again had that right rear quarter and spoiler knocked off that best performance one car. Didn't seem to slow him down though. Brandon Shepard tried to track him down late, but to no avail. Ricky Thornton Jr. recovered from that flip earlier in the week in that Flow Racing show that we saw at Marshalltown to finish third behind those guys. Jimmy Owens had a nice 18th to 5th run to grab Hard Charger as well. On Sunday at 34, Tim McCready was just flat gone in that feature. He led wire to wire in a caution-free race with his margin of victory over 9 seconds. It was T-Mac's first Lucas win since January 31st at Bubba Raceway Park. Bishop was second again with Earl Pearson Jr. rounding out the podium. With Devin Moran absent this weekend for the first time all year, we did have a bit of a shakeup in the standings. Shepard leaves the weekend with a 130-point advantage now over Tyler Erb with McCready third, Jimmy Owens fourth, and RTJ in fifth. Owens is maintaining that top five spot, even though they supposedly aren't running for the Lucas Championship. Shepard hasn't won a Lucas feature since East Bay back in February, but to be fair, though, we've only had five races since they left Florida. Three straight second place results for that team, though, should be unnerving for his Lucas competition. If there's one thing that Rocket House Car Squad knows how to do, it's be insanely consistent. We know McCready can do that because that's what won him the title last year. The question will be if Herb can maintain this pace. He's fast a lot. We know he can win, but can he keep his cool and maximize his finishes night in and night out? He's been pretty, uh, pretty darn good so far this year, but there's still a lot of racing left. I think the jury is still out right now. Looking ahead, it's a big weekend on tap with the Show Me 100 coming up at Lucas Oil Speedway. We'll have more on that later in the week. With the All-Stars up north, we got two of three shows completed in Wisconsin with Friday's race at Wilmot Lost Terrain. On Saturday night at Plymouth, it was Bill Baylaw going back to back. He started on the pole and led every lap of that race. A lot of IRA flavor on that podium with Baylog winning, Danny Schlafer second, and Scotty Thiel in third. 
definitely a career night for Schlafer. I have nine races in the uh, database for him with the All-Stars. And his previous best finish was a 16th at Wilmot in 2021. On Sunday night, in, uh, it, excuse me, at Sunday night at Angel Park, it was a tough racetrack. And we had a couple of big incidents that wiped out several cars, including Kyle Reinhardt, Brandon Spithaller, uh, Scotty Thiel, and Kevin Thomas Jr., PPM was involved in one of those incidents and drove the second half of the race with the nose wing knocked off the McGee 11. Out front, Justin Peck led most of the feature from the pole, but late in the going, Hunter Schoenberg tracked him down in traffic and took the lead. He led the final five laps to earn his third win in the last seven all-star races. Peck had to settle for second and PPM ended up on the podium even with that nose wing damage. After the race, though, we had some people try and create controversy when Schoenberg went to victory lane first and then was pushed to the scales by officials. The track was in hurry up mode because of time limits, and I think there was some confusion in the mix here. I don't obviously don't know what was said on the on the driver radio, but no crew members were ever near the 55. So all star officials pushed Schoenberg to the scales. He made weight. He was legal and then came back to victory lane. And I know a lot of you are going to say the rules are the rules. He should have got DQ'd if you missed the scales. But this, I feel like this one doesn't bother me at all. They were hurrying to try to get the midgets on the track. Schoenberg made weight. I have zero problem with this call here. There's no conspiracy. So don't let the internet try to convince you otherwise. I feel like right now, just generally as a society, we're just mad about everything. So don't try and find other things to be mad about. This is literally no big deal. Both Peck and PPM finished ahead of Sunshine both nights here, so things are tight atop the standings leaving this weekend in Wisconsin. Courtney still leads, but PPM is 40, uh, 44 back in second, and Peck is 46 back in third. I'm telling you right now, do not sleep on the All-Stars. I think this is going to be a really fun summer with these guys all battling for the championship. Another Pennsylvania swing is on tap with Friday at the Grove and two days at Port Royal after that. The USAC National Sprint Cars also had weather issues this weekend, but they still got both of their programs in at Terre Haute. The Saturday show just ended up kind of pushed to Sunday as well. On Friday night, CJ Leary picked up his first career series win at Terre Haute, leading the final 11 laps. Mitchell Moles, who was making his debut in the series with Reinbold Underwood following the departure of Tanner Thorson, started on the pole and had a three-plus second lead wiped out with a debris caution. On the restart, Leary threw a big slider at him into turn one, and that ended up being the race-winning move. At the checkered, Logan Seavey was second, but he came up light at the scales and was knocked back to 22nd, so Moles and Robert Ballou were the rest of the podium. Ballou was two spots better on Sunday, taking the lead from Seavey with seven to go and driving away to his third career Holman Classic and that rifle trophy. Brady Bacon finished second after having a tire explode on Friday night. Seavey was third in the feature. The series point standings remain super tight with only 66 markers separating the top seven. Emerson Axum picked up two more top 10s over the weekend, but it wasn't enough to keep the lead. Justin Grant now leads the USAC National Sprint Car points by five. Axum is second, Blue third, Bacon fourth, and Leary in fifth. The series is off just a few days now before they head to Circle City on Wednesday and Thursday. Other weekend open wheel winners include Timez with the Boss Series at Gas City. Aaron Reitzel won the 360 show at Jackson. Cy Lynch won again at Lernerville. Lance DeWeese won the Friday show at Williams Grove. Aaron Reitzel won again in the 410 at Knoxville on Saturday. Freddie Raymer took Lincoln. Dominic Selzy was a NARC winner at Petaluma. Briggs Danner won the USAC East Coast show at Sealands Grove. And Geo Selzy was the Sunday winner at Husets. Another weekend, Lay Model Racing, Devin Moran was a $10,000 winner at Hilltop. Jensen Ford and Ross Bales split the Ultimate Southeast weekend. Michael Page won at Sonoya. And Tommy Shepard Jr. was a Mars winner Sunday at Adams County. 
Uh, just a quick note, a big storm in, in the Charlotte area today has stopped the extreme outlaw midgets at Millbridge tonight. Racing uh, has shifted now. It was supposed to be Monday, Tuesday. Now they're going to run Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll talk uh, more about what to expect on that show or on that race on tomorrow's show. With Millbridge off tonight, there are two shows on the streaming schedule today. Speed Sport has IMCA racing from the Clay County Fair Speedway, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To find the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.